his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Terry Moses, Executive Director, Safety Services Department, Wichita Public Schools. Welcome to Issues 2018. Thanks so much for having me. Get it's that, always enjoyable to come back and talk to you. Get that title right. Uh, you got it correct. Okay. I'd like to begin to get your thoughts on uh, school shootings in general after that recent tragedy at the Florida High School where 17 people were killed. Just what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's sad. Uh, it is unfortunate that... Um, kids deal with mental health issues. Kids deal with a lot of issues. And it's unfortunate that we as a country haven't yet figured out uh, the steps we need to take um, to deal with them both on the prevention side um, and, and a lot of things involved. It, it seems like there are a lot of things involved. It's yes, too, there is. It's very Absolutely. complicated. Very complicated. And uh, people don't there, – there are certain political aspects people don't even want to touch, I don't think. Well, and I think that's that's part of the issue is that it is – there's a continuum of things that we need to deal with. We need to deal with mental health. Uh, most certainly, uh, of course, we have the very controversial issue in regards to firearms and regulating firearms. But also then we get into the school funding and how much money do you spend on bricks and mortar? How much money do you spend on things like counselors versus teachers? And it's, it's a very complicated issue. It sure is. USD 259. Uh has a plan with so uh, to deal with so-called active shooter situations? Yes. Um, we actually, um, of course, we have a variety of things. But in terms of what we advocate and what we teach our instructors, we go with what the Department of Homeland Security recommended several years ago, and that's run, hide, fight. And the reason we go with that is that it's three simple words. And we know that in very stressful situations that the old flight or fight tends to take over and that means that your body sends all of its blood and everything to your muscles and sometimes your brain doesn't work so well and so we want to go with something that's fairly simple and something that people can remember and one of the things we talk about is remaining calm but if you remain calm you can you can process through hopefully three options run hide or fight now, do administrators teach uh, administrators, teachers, and students go over this plan every year, or how often do you go through it? We um, we uh, certainly we created a video. <clears throat> we have a excellent TV production department, and we have some great drama students um, who did an, a wonderful job and created a six minute video. Anybody can watch it. You can Google it. Google run, hide, fight, and then throw in the word Wichita because there is one by the uh, Department of Homeland Security. But we uh, have our um, middle high school students uh, generally watch it once a year. Uh, and then we also do drills. And after something happens like Parkland, uh, we find that people are more interested in it, and we generally do many more drills after something like that happens. If you remember several years ago, we had a gas leak. Um, that caused an explosion in the school. And certainly after that, then the real focus was on what are you going to do in regards to those kind of incidents. So certainly it's very cyclical, very driven by the media in terms of uh, when principals do those drills. Has the plan changed over the past few years? 
Um, not really. Um, run, hide, fight has been around with the Department of Homeland Security for probably a dozen years. I think that now incidents like Parkland uh, put bigger emphasis on it. And so, um, you know, we know uh, we have some students who, you know, set through assemblies and kind of, okay, here's another video. Yeah. Uh, but after you have something like Parkland, I think people are more attuned to it. They're paying a little more attention. Some Kansas lawmakers want to arm teachers. Good idea. Um, I that's a <laughs> yeah, I know that's a simple question and a but very complex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because if you did that, I, I was a police officer, as you know, for thirty three years. Um, when I started thirty three years ago, um, we did pretty simple things. We only qualified a couple times a year. Handgun retention. The holsters were different. And because of accidental shootings, inappropriate shootings, um, people being hurt with firearms in law enforcement, they've really ramped up uh, the requirements for what you do. And so in order to arm teachers, I would be very, very much in the same line. You'd need to do a lot of education, book education. You'd need to do a lot of hands-on education. You'd need to do annual hands-on education because unlike a lot of things, this is a muscle memory thing. Um, there's some things you can do just by memory, but I can tell you I used to play basketball. If you asked me to go shoot a free throw right now, I- I'm no good at it. But when I played, I was a pretty good free throw shooter. Yeah. And it's the same thing with anything that requires muscles. And so we would have to put in qualification requirements, uh, training requirements in terms of handgun retention, storage, um, just a wide variety of things. So it's not as easy an issue as, hey, let's simply say it's okay to arm teachers. One of the, uh, an interesting sidebar to this, uh, if they if they do allow teachers to carry guns, do parents and students have a right to know who that teacher is that's armed? And uh, uh, my opinion... You can look at that a couple of ways. I really don't think it makes any difference because if you arm anybody, if you say any teacher can carry a gun, well, I can't. I'm not going to identify which one. Well, then I'm going to assume they all are mm-hmm. if I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So what what real difference does it make in terms of letting somebody know? I don't I, uh, – I, uh, that if, to me is a uh, sidebar issue. So if you get to that point, then yep. that's, that's irrelevant then almost. Right? Almost, yeah. b- because, uh, you know, everybody's going to know who the teacher is or generally know. I can tell you we have some teachers that look really, really young. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, most of the time you're going to be able to identify a staff member or a teacher. Yeah. One of my granddaughters, who's 11 and pays a lot of attention to the media, has expressed her fear about school shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should we as adults be telling those little ones, you think? The truth, uh, that schools are some of the safest places in the world. Um, and here's when you talk about fear, the most dangerous place for a kid is in a car, and we put them in a car every day. Uh, but we need to talk about reality and that, yes, these things happen. Uh, you need to work with people, work with your staff, work with, talk about that fear, uh, work through that fear. Uh, we talk about prevention a lot, and prevention is if you hear something, see something, say something. So certainly if she becomes aware of anything that is causing her concern at school, <coughs> excuse me, she should let an administrator know. Yeah. Uh, but we need to talk about reality. We need to talk about um, 
what's going on? What's causing people to do these things? And it's usually that they're upset or angry, or again, we get back to those yeah, mental health yeah, issues. Because you have children, and, and you've gone through this before, yes. trying to keep them innocent just as long as you can. Absolutely. But, yeah. uh, but we do the same thing with uh, good touch, bad, bad touch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, you try to keep them innocent as long as you can, but the statistics show the younger that you talk to a student about good touch, bad touch, um, the better off you are. Good. And briefly explain what that is. Basically, what we um, tell very, very young kids is that any area that uh, your swimsuit covers should not be touched by anybody but your parents or your doctor. And uh, a lot of people are very afraid to have that conversation. Well, why can't they touch me in those areas? And, and you just need to talk to students about this is your private spot, mm-hmm. and it's, it's your safe, it's, it's your area, and we don't want people to talk about or touch those areas. And we're talking as young as the six, seven-year-old range, or if you've got a five-year-old who's very a student, what's going on in the world, having those conversations at a very young age. That's, that's interesting. If if the if something your swimsuit covers, yes, then don't touch. Don't touch. That's very. That's very and again, we go back to simplicity and yeah. uh, it's, it's and age uh, relevant. Or it's age appropriate conversation. Yeah. You can easily have that conversation with somebody that's very young. As we approach the end of the school year, I know my grandchildren are all overjoyed. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you assess overall? Safety in the Wichita Public Schools this year. I, I think has it been? Uh, you're asking the person in charge, so. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I, I think we we have a very good system. <clears throat> I'm incredibly fortunate to work with a group of administrators and principals who really care about their students. Uh, I came here five years ago, and it didn't take me very long after I walked in the door to see how passionate our administrators and our principals and our teachers are about our kids. And that's one of the keys to all of this is prevention. And if you have people who care about kids, they're going to listen to kids, and they're going to do what they can to prevent these kind of incidents. Have we had, and I, 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 can't, I can't remember whether we have, have we dealt with incidents involving guns brought to school this year? Um. It doesn't. I'm not thinking of any. Thinking of any. We have uh, a course incidents with toy guns. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And but a real gun. Um, I didn't bring my statistics with me. I'm, I'm remembering one. Just one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. When uh, you got fifty-one thousand students and yeah, ninety-six really. buildings, yes, a lot, a lot of kids. Um, what are other weapons that they shouldn't bring? Knives. Of some... Actually, our policy is pretty, um, very, very restrictive. Yeah. Uh, no knives. Uh, and even sharp scissors, you know, you have the old kindergarten scissors, uh, but no weapons. And now, what kind of punishment uh, do students face if, if they do bring some sort of weapon to school? That's very contextual uh, because you can have a kindergartner who picks up something that did, had no intent whatsoever. Are we going to expel a kindergartner from school? No, we're going to talk to him. We're going to work with the parents. We're going to mediated that as much as we can. I think that a lot of times, uh, in a person in the media watching some of the stories we hear from around the country that uh, uh, something's happened to this child, they've been thrown out of school for this or that, and it seems like there are a lot of school districts that one size fits all, and and you're saying that USD 259 at least is not like that. Uh, Absolutely not. That's not going to be successful for children. Uh, We have to look at the context and what's going on. Say your grandfather just died. Uh, and you came to school and you fell asleep in the classroom. Oh, yeah. Is really punishing somebody for dealing with a stressful situation? Let's get them with a counselor. Let's work through grief. Let's help kids mourn. Um, So if you take every situation 
as a situation, as an individual situation, you're find, we're going to find, and we have found, that, that found that kids are going to be much more successful. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Terry Moses, Executive Director, Safety Services Department, Wichita Public Schools. And I just want to let folks know that your allergies are driving you crazy. Yes, they huh? are. <laughs> you were talking before we went on the air that you, you were raised on a farm up in uh, northeast Kansas. Yes, I was. Near Manhattan, and you never, you never had this kind of problem until you moved to the city. Until you moved to the city with all these wonderful flowering trees. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we'll excuse you. We, Thank you. We'll muddle through this thing. Okay. Let's talk for a moment about threats. Uh, we've reported on a few involving uh, involving threats scribbled on restroom walls. Yes. Uh, something you see now and then, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Tell me about that. Um, actually, threats come in all manners. Yeah, in different ways. Uh, the ones that we hear, I think, about are uh, the ones on restroom walls because they tend to be a little more uh, distinct. But one of the things that we do with threats is, number one, we take all threats seriously. Um, and certainly we're going to investigate them. If we find out, and in most cases we do find who's responsible for the threat, we have a threat assessment process, and this actually comes from the Secret Service, where we sit down and we work with the student, we talk about their issues, what's going on. Um, an example I give, we do this even with suicidal students. Uh, is this something you just said offhand? Is this something that's serious? Mm. And we use that threat assessment pr- process to kind of determine where that child is really in terms of what they're thinking and what they might do. And I know that uh, surely most students would never write anything on the on the a restroom stall wall. <laughs> I can remember that <laughs> yes. in the old days, we people did that. Yes. It was uh-huh. mostly limericks and something stupid. Or, or for a good time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, uh. <laughs> right. All right, now several schools across Kansas have dealt with these uh, threats on social media. And again, you, you have to assess each case to take, see whether you're going to take it seriously then, huh? Well, we're going to take each Everyone's case seriously. Serious. Okay, okay. But we then have to investigate it, see where we are, um, determine... Again, what what the child involved, um, context, mm-hmm. what's going on? Sometimes though, they're, they're pretty mean. And I, if I were to, when you, is there a punishment that comes in at a certain point? And what what can the student face? Absolutely, and and it's the same thing that we talked about earlier. It can run the continuum. Um, we uh, at some point, if it becomes a crime, we're going to turn that over to either the Bel Air Police Department or the Wichita Police Department. And we're going to let them handle it, but there's going to be circum there's going to be consequences to deal with that. Of course, the most ex- the most extreme uh, punishment is expelment. We try to avoid that because we know that kids are not going to be successful if they're not in school. So we look at alternatives, e-school, alternative schools, anything that we can do to keep that kid in the learning environment as much as possible. All right, um, spring severe weather season is here. Yes. Are you ready? Um, I think can because you ever be ready totally? I we know. cannot be totally ready. <laughs> In any situation, we talk about uh, prevention, mitigation, and response. And, and, you know, the Wichita Public School System has done a tremendous job. The community has done a tremendous job through the bond issue that allowed us to create safe spaces in all of our schools, and that's where we really mitigate the damage. We can't stop a tornado from hitting our school, but we can certainly mitigate the damage by having a building that will withstand um, those those types of situations and place children and staff in a place that's safe. You know, and, and you may think it never happens, but it's just a few years ago that uh, what Jefferson, Jefferson Elementary, yes, where mm-hmm. I went to second grade, mm-hmm. was hit by a tornado. Absolutely, or, yeah. yeah. So it does happen. Now, when you talk about these uh, 
these uh, safe rooms. Mm-hmm. Those are actually it's not just a big room over there in the corner. They they're multi-purpose rooms. Most of them are they not? Uh, we have basically two different types. Most uh, I would say a majority of ours are the um, traditional gym that mm-hmm. is also used for a safe room. But in some cases, we have a group of classrooms that are grouped together that have the exterior walls that are um, uh, built to yeah. uh, deal with those situations, and they're actually classrooms. Okay. Um, how many buildings are you actually I'm, I'm watching in USD 25? How many buildings are under your uh, watchful eye there, Terry? We actually have 100. 100? Wow. 96 of them that have um, um, students. Not them. all classrooms? or are these just Well, we have the, our administrative buildings. The administrative too, buildings. Yeah. Okay. And how many officers do you have under your supervision? Uh, we just have over 50. Okay. Do you need more? Uh, you know, it's when I get back to that same question. Yes, it would be nice to have more, but it'd also be nice to have more counselors, more teachers, uh, more administrators. And I think when anybody um, sits down and talks about budget, we have to do it as a team. And we have to decide where's our money best spent. But are you facing the similar problems that the Cedric County Sheriff faces and the Wichita Police Department faces, and that is uh, you have people retiring and <laughs> you're looking for qualified people to come along, and they're, they're having a tough time yeah. in some ways. Yeah. We are not commissioned police officers, so that makes it a little bit easier for us to hire because um, the standards to be a commissioned police officer, you have to go away for training for 22 weeks to KLATC if you're not a large department department like Wichita. Um, that makes it very, very difficult to hire. And since we're security, not commissioned law enforcement, we find that we have been able to still hire. Um, it's great when we get qualified people who really care about kids. And in my tenure, I think we've had pretty good success in finding quality candidates for our positions. Among those positions, who, is there anybody who has more than 20 or 30 years on the job? Um <laughs> We just had one retire okay. last, um, just right before the beginning of the year that did. Uh, but our next one uh, is probably in the mid-20s. Wow. All right. Well, uh, talk a little bit about school resource officers. Let's be the police officers. Yes. Our school resource officers, we're very lucky to have a, a great collaboration with the Wichita Police Department and the Bel Air Police Department. And we have in our comprehensive high schools, the east, the west, the south, the northeast, and in our Northeast Magnet, a school resource officer, which is a commissioned police officer, actually hired by the police agency, and they work in the schools throughout the school year. Um, they are a three-pronged approach. They are a mentor. Um, they are uh, certainly a law enforcement agency, and they're also a teacher. And we ask them to do all three. To me, the most important one is by far the mentorship. Uh, when we talk to kids about hey, somebody did, you heard about a threat, go to a trusted adult. And that mentor or having that trusted adult, when you talked about your daughter, uh, your granddaughter, um, every child should have four or five trusted adults. We tell parents, sit with your kid, write down who those trusted adults are. So if something happens and you're not available, who do they go to? Who do they talk to? Is it the principal? Is it the assistant principal? Is it the SRO? But make sure they know that they have somebody that they can go to with information. You know as well as better than I that uh, some of these kids come from some very, how can I say it, uh, desperate situations in their home life, mm-hmm. and they are seeing things at their homes that I never did. Yes, and possibly uh, they're coming from homes where the police officer is not the trusted friend. Absolutely, that, that you and I think about. 
I so. think uh, one of the best things that ever happened out of the um, school resource officer program, I remember after we, we implemented it, um, now it's close to 20 years ago, and I remember the first applicant, because I used to interview police applicants, but I remember the first time an applicant came in to me and said exactly that, or us as a group, I wasn't the best, I wasn't raised in the best circumstances, but we had a SRO in our middle school who really cared about me. And I made the decision that I wanted to be a police officer um, after interacting with this person for a period of time. And I think that's the best um, advocation you can have for SROs is that they do make a difference in kids' life and that negative interaction that a lot of people see with law enforcement can be turned around by that positive action. Uh, because the SRO is there all the time. Whereas you know, if you live in a home, when does the police show up? It's when something bad happens. Yeah. And so that the relationship is the only time I see somebody in a uniform is when something negative happens. And having SROs allows kids to see those police officers in a positive light on a daily basis. On the SROs, uh, that officer that, uh, that you're putting in the school, do you look for a certain kind of person then? Well, I think the application process kind of works by itself because you're going to ask for somebody who wants to work with they kids. They want to do it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it's the same thing. There's a the CIT program in the Wichita Police Department, a lot of police departments. It's crisis intervention training. It's for dealing with people with mental health issues. And if you apply for that, you're somebody who wants to work with that type of population. Uh, we have a, a homeless team, and I say we because I came from the police department, but a, a homeless intervention team. Great, great, great group of guys and a, a lady. But those are people who really want to work with that population. And so it's kind of a self-selection in that, you know, if you sign up to work for kids, you're going to want to work with kids. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a great thing. But the other part of that is you're working with parents, too. And mm-hmm. not all of them are like uh, Ozzie and Harriet. <laughs> Our father knows yes. best. And well, that, people ask me all the time because I, I think they make the assumption that I deal with, uh, you know, troubled kids. Our, our kids are fantastic. I have, I have, you know, I retired from the police department and I landed at an absolutely wonderful place. Uh, our kids are fantastic, um, but the parents sometimes can be a little bit of a challenge. But most of them are great, great individuals who, again, really care about their kids. Okay, you came from a, a farm near Green, Kansas. Yes, I did. Came down here to Wichita. You came, yep. you came to play basketball, did you not? Um, actually, I came to go to Wichita State because they had a criminal justice program, and okay. I also played basketball. Well, that was my question. How, where, where did you get interested in this law enforcement thing? Be careful about high school. Um, in high school, I was tasked with the job of writing a speech. I had no clue what I was going to write about. Uh, I walked in the library, and there was a, um, I believe it was a Ms. magazine with a policewoman on the cover. And I thought, what the heck? And as a result, when you do something that works out well, every time you had to write a speech, every time you had to write an essay, you just continued to gather more and more information. And yeah. that that uh, gathering of information led me to a career in law enforcement. Yeah, so you took a job at the public schools after a distinguished career with the Wichita Police Department. You've been talking about that. Has this job lived up to your expectations? Uh, that and more. Uh like I said, the kids have been just – it is really fun to interact with the, the, the students. Their energy, their enthusiasm, um, I mean, I think our future is bright. Okay. Yes, some of them are troubled and we have problems, but we all went through those situations. And our job as adults is to guide them until they can guide us. You're a big supporter of Wichita State Athletics. Want to share a couple of thoughts about that right now? Uh-huh. We're almost finished, so go ahead. 
<laughs> what do you think? About Wichita State? Yeah. Well, athletics. number one, I think baseball is doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, softball is also having a very good year. Uh, baseball has a game today. Um, but in terms of basketball, um, you know, women's basketball, of course, where I came from, I think they're on the upside. Um, I, I think Keith, Keith has got them going in the right direction. I think it's uh, both fortunate and unfortunate that we've been placed in a uh, league where we have to play Connecticut. Yeah. But what what greater way to learn from the absolute best? I guess. Uh, and on the men's side, it's a journey, and we'll see where we're going. Yeah. I really say, hey, thanks for spending some time with us. It's always always fun to talk to you, and hope to come come back in a few months. I will anytime you invite me. I be guess. happy to come back. Terry Moses, Executive Director, Safety Services Department, which at Wichita Public Schools. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everything.